and welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This will be the March 6th game against the Winnipeg Jets, and we got a couple of interesting changes to note before the game started. Um, you know, we've got a couple new lines, and so far I like what I see. You know, end of the first period, it's one nothing. We have a goal from Anderson, who scores right off the return from injury. Um, it's an assist from Toffoli and Kotkaniemi, so that's the first line we can talk about is... Anderson to Foley and Kotkaniemi. So before we even say anything else about it, I think it was worth mentioning. I think we even said it on a podcast that I'd like to see Kotkaniemi play with Anderson. Yeah, we said yeah, we we said that a few times. I think we said that at the beginning of the of the season, and then I think just last week, you know, I think it was just a you know a natural progression just with their play styles, and you know, I think it fed into the fact that we were talking how you know we kind of agreed that the Tatar Deno Gallagher line should be moved back to the first position and you know even now you can see like you know they're very noticeable out there especially with the pairings like the the yeah, matchup it, is a lot better it's starting to notice even though the score is only one nothing it seems as though um things look like they're maybe a little bit back to you know how things were in January a little yeah. bit back to normal um you can tell just that Gallagher line they play up to the competition yeah and for some reason, they just look so much more comfortable when they're playing, like, those big matchups. Like, when yeah. he's, you know, Dano against Shifley, like, he looks very comfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see how the second and third play out. But, you know, what I'm really liking what I see in the yeah. first. No, for sure. And there was something actually I did want to talk about because, obviously, it's, it's not official. So, we're going to definitely wait on it to go deep diving in. But there's, like, there's some rumors being spread about the Canadians coaching staff with Stefan Waite and everything. Like, we won't get into it much because there's nothing confirmed. But, you know, Carey Price does look a little more settled in tonight. Like, he looks like he's less, like, on his toes. And they, they, do you think there was something going on there, yeah, if anything? Yeah, so there was some rumors coming out from the from the Habs organization, apparently. And this was something reported on Instagram, so take with a grain of salt. But... Um, you know, apparently a lot of the, you know, animosity going on in, in the locker room, uh, I don't know if it was animosity, but, you know, just uncomfortableness, uh, with the coaching staff was, you know, apparently there's a story with Stefan Waite that, um, you know, when Alan came in, uh, he basically took Price aside and said, you know, you can expect your game to kind of go downhill naturally because you have real competition coming in now, which like... You know, that doesn't sound good because no. it, it, it's also, it's not, you know, that's not an obvious statement. Like, yeah, you would think why. if anything, competition it would, it would make him want to go would, up. Yeah, yeah. Breed, but I think like, it was basically results. him saying, like, expect, uh, you know, you to be handing over the torch now or something like right. that. So I think that's kind of an odd comment. But, hmm. um, you know, apparently Bergevin really didn't like that comment. And um, Yeah, and, and the reason I'm only bringing it up is because obviously, again, it's not a confirmed story and everything, but there was links to Claude Julien. But in, you know, in reverse, where Claude Julien was trying to alert Mark Bergevin. Yes, So, like, maybe, this is what I'm saying, it all, not that it it all works together in this grand conspiracy, but it's just interesting to see, like, how little, you know, gets out to the media and how it actually functions. Because up until basically today, I would have thought Stefan Waite was the best goaltending coach in the league. He's, like, Mm. super, super revered. But, you know, just like uh, Babcock a couple years ago, he was a very, very, like, you know, a plus coach and then it comes out he's just not that dude anymore you yeah. know so and, you know even you if those know. rumors you know don't pan out or whatever you know clearly something was yeah something was so, wrong. you know it's um 
You, know? you don't you don't fire half your coaching staff, wait two days, and then fire another one. Yeah. You either fire them in bulk, and you're you're just that's shaking why, up the why team. I think something was, something must yeah. have come out. Yeah. So it's just you would have just done it all at once. Yeah, it's it's very odd. That's what I'm saying. It's odd to have that delay. Yeah. Especially knowing how close, you know, Price and Bergevin are. Where Price and Bergevin will you know have sit downs. Well, Weber as well, but. Price kind of gets that captaincy treatment, even though he's not allowed to wear a letter. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a couple of years there when we were deciding on a captain that, like, we really thought we were going to pull a Roberto Luongo and give it to Carey Price. I don't know if you remember that, but Luongo, yeah. because he wasn't allowed to wear it, put it on his helmet. Yeah. <laughs> which is smart, but it's like, sometimes your goalie just is your leader. And I mean, this is a team that has been building around the crease for years. And so, you know, I mean, so back getting to back to the game. game yeah. yeah. Um, you know... See how the second and third pan out, because those seem to be the big periods for us. Um, you know, uh, the first, we always, you know, either look really bad or really good. Nothing really in the middle. Yeah, we don't ever have, Fun like, a consistent yeah. first We're period. We're a very polarizing <laughs> first period team. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath here, but everything does look really good. Like, yeah. our, our breakout looks good. If uh, we can capitalize. Carey looks solid. Carey looks like he's, like, you know, really square with the puck. Yeah, if we can capitalize, um, we'll see a good game for yeah, the Canadians. Um, yeah, we're seeing some good chances. Just, Obviously a little fluky there with Anderson, but yeah, we'll take it. And, I mean, the goal itself. We got some, yeah. There's some weird bounces in the Bell Center. Yeah, I Do you know. notice that? Hey, the the, the <laughs> puck that exact, squirts out. that exact goal has happened with Price last year. Yeah, it, it doesn't just, the puck doesn't just hit the board and squirt out. It, like, jumps to the middle of the ice and yeah, stops moving. But that's moving. the exact spot against Toronto last year yeah. where, during that crazy comeback that Toronto had. That weird bounce off the boards that happened to Price, yeah. that was that exact play. That exact Yeah, play. sometimes you just get boards on a weird angle and the glass shifts a little. And, yeah, but, but uh, you know, know, other than that, you know, I, I think we're, we're playing a good neutral zone game. We're, yeah. uh, you know, really, um, you know, defensively sound. And I also think we're just playing more aggressive. Like yeah, even defensively. Like, like, that's I'm what I mean. More Overall, hits, yeah. we're just we're attacking the puck carriers. We're attacking the empty like empty areas of the ice. Everyone's kind of moving. And again, like I like these lines. I'm not crazy about the Army of Suzuki and Druin line just as a second line. It's only very slow. Yeah. I, it's slow, and I and I've said it before that I think Army is a guy who like he's so perfect on a third line because he's just a half step better than a third line player, but he's a half step slower than a second line player. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering why they didn't end up just going back to the Drew and Kotkaniemi army. I know. I get, Maybe they want to play Toffoli with Kotkaniemi, and maybe they want to keep Drew with Suzuki for some reason. Yeah. I'm, But, you know, we'll I see. I think it's more Anderson with Kotkaniemi. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. That's, they're just flipping the right wingers. I think yeah. they want to try that, but I, I, I just don't know where they're kind of like... They're saying this can't move, so we'll move something else. Yeah. But, either way, I, I like yeah. the. I really do like the uh, Kotkaniemi Anderson yeah. line. You know that uh, it's a very. It's a big hitting line. It's a relatively fast paced line, but it's also got some real skill on there. Yeah. So I think we'll see a lot of Kotkaniemi with that. But, yeah. Yeah. Let's jump back in a second. They're about to drop the puck. So uh, we'll yeah, we'll catch you guys after. All right, we're back after the second, and Ooh. holy hell, what a period. Okay. All right, so we got uh, our second goal tonight from Toffoli from Weber. Uh, we got another goal uh, coming in from Gallagher from Tatar and Dano, then a second goal from Gallagher from, again, Tatar and Dano, and then a goal from Armia from Suzuki and Druin. So it's 5 nothing now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that second period... Um, 
That looked like a turning point for the Habs. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. (laughs) We're going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, right away. Put the money down right now. (laughs) We already did. Yeah, we did. They didn't. (laughs) Yeah, so um, put your money down now. Uh, The Habs are back. Um, Seriously, that that was a very good period. That was a great period. I mean, look, Weber had a good pinch, and it led to a Toffoli goal, which was just a a well-placed shot because the thing wasn't coming in too quick. Yeah, but before (laughs) we go any further, because, like, this is a good game, I just want to state that, like, I'm I'm aware that, you know, the Habs are obviously on the on the up and up now. Like we're yeah. we're turning the corner on that on that really bad streak. You know, teams, you know, have them. Maybe not this bad. Like we had a very 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 bad February. Yeah. Uh, but eventually you hit rock bottom and you come back up, and mm-hmm. we definitely hit rock bottom. Um, and I think we're catching a tired Winnipeg. So yep. maybe it's Winnipeg's time to have a few games. They got a very tough schedule coming up. They're going into Toronto now yeah. for two or three games. So. Um, you know, that'll, and I'm saying that because, you know, they're right, you know, on par with us at this point. Uh, in, and Hellebuck didn't look strong. Yeah. So they're right night. on, uh, they're right on par with us in the standings. So like them losing is very big for yeah, us. That's, so we that's need them big. to lose. So hopefully they go into a little losing streak, but. And I yeah, mean, the Hellebuck game's, the game's not over, so let's not jinx it, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's five nothing. But I just mean, even score aside, we just seem to be like, uh, you know, pretty dominant. Here, yeah. And, and Price looks like he's really hot. And it's the um, names Hellebuck that are scoring. Cold. Uh, at like a 740 or something like that. That was weird. No, there was like five minutes left. It didn't make sense. No, like a 740 save percentage. Oh, at yeah. a 740 save. I I don't understand why you pull a goalie with five minutes left in the second. Yeah. Let him finish the second and just j- like go back. Because yeah. you know what? Like before the period even ended, Brassois got scored on. Yeah. So, I mean, like that, that's the thing. And it's, you know, we were saying about the goals, how, you know, uh, we the past few games we've been having like, oh, you know, like fine, we're scoring a bit, but it's not like we know it's it's consistent. We know it's a guarantee. Now look at the names that are on the board right now: Anderson, Defoley, Gallagher, Armia. Like, first of all, it's all our right wingers, and I mean, well, Defoley's on the left, but basically, like, it's just I need them to basically like keep scoring. Yeah. No, there. Uh, I think the. You know, I think the consistency will come. I mean, maybe not nights like tonight. You know, no, like we're not going to score like yeah. you know five, five plus goals yeah. a night. Like I, we just need we need uh, more than like three plus. You yeah, know? Like, basically. To, yeah, but you know, it, it's good seeing that Tatar Dano Gallagher line. I'm gonna yeah, they're firing that, on all but... cylinders. What a pass by Dano! That yeah. Spinorama one. Yeah, very nice pass. But um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I'm not sure. I believe in that hell of a pull because one that that bounce off the boards for one of the goals okay like yeah. that's like a just a freak like freak accident yeah um and then that fifth goal uh fourth goal um because the fifth was on brassois but yeah. the fourth there um you know actually the third and the fourth i was gonna say okay? both gallagher goals he was both left gallagher alone. goals he was completely left alone yeah, yeah. and the Tofoli one like fine you know, it's like he. Yeah, that was a goal. It's yeah. a it's a goal's a goal because like Weber pinched. Yeah. To, it was right to Toffoli, and he put the puck like as much to the far corner as he yeah, could. Yeah. But the two Gallagher yeah. goals, he was right and alone in front of the net, especially the fourth. Yeah. The fourth Gallagher was like Connor just completely like yeah, he just left him. Alone. He left yeah. him completely out to dry, and like this is the issue is like, how do you like go and do that to your goalie, and then also pull him like that? It just doesn't inspire confidence. Like. I don't think Brassois, looking at how he came in and got scored on almost immediately, Armia just beat him with a wrist shot, essentially. Like, I don't think the Habs are going to even be done scoring at this point because Brassois does not look confident. And why would you? Or the team, too. Like, why would you be? Yeah. You know, if, if I'm a guy on, on a team and, like, 
where, you know, you regroup in between periods. You don't regroup on the bench on the fly. Like, if I see, you know, Connor Hellebuck, who's, like, touted as arguably the best goalie in the league, being just shipped out at that point, it's like, are you, you're not doing, like, Brassois any favors. You're not doing Hellebuck any favors. And the team is like, okay, well, now we have our lesser of the two goalies going in, so we have to play even tighter defense. Yeah. It just makes them all kind of tense up. And I it, think, it's, you know, I don't know. I think, I think logistically, the only reason they pulled him is because they know they have a very tough Toronto game coming up in a night or two. Um, I think they even played him tomorrow night, if not the night after. So maybe just maximize his rest. I, I think guess. that's probably the reason why. Uh, they don't want him to let in, you know, like, you know, five, six goals. He may not be good for his confidence. And also, you know, if this game is basically a, a loss, um, you know, 20 minutes to score, you know, six goals, It's you know, it's tough. Um, but... Uh, you know, save him for Toronto maybe, and then uh, you'll go from there. But um, you know, we're looking good. I don't, yeah, I, like this... I said, I don't want to jinx it. Uh, but yeah, I think it is worth saying though. Had we not had this many goals at this point, like let's say we only had two goals, um, with the way these lines are playing, I'd still be happy because yeah, no, me too. I like all these lines. You know, like the fourth line, I like. I'd like to see a little more, just because, like. You know, Perry is on there. He's he's offensive. You've got Byron and Evans on there, who basically they're offensive too. But, like, I won't get upset. The only thing is, like, I really do, like, have a hard time benching Lekkinen this much. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is at this yeah. kind of game. We might be nah. saving him, too, for when we have bigger defensive games and everything. Yeah, I think they're just really resting the fourth line, kind yeah. of taking advantage. Plus, they like, might just be take advantage of the, sa- of the fact that we have such a deep team. Yeah. You know, like, Lekkonen's a guy who plays very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be worth, you know, resting him well, every it's, now it's, and it's then. You're, and you're like, managing him. You know, Ducharme's definitely a fan of Lekkonen, like, yeah. 100%. You know, he's come up in the news conferences, and he was like, you know, when Ducharme took over, Lekkonen was, like, you know, put right back into the lineup. So, yeah. like, that's he's definitely a fan of Lekkonen. But, um, you know, even defensively, like, I'm, I'm noticing the Petrie Edmondson line just looks fantastic. Well, Petrie's got his swagger back, basically. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks just, like the breakouts look just, normal. Well, that's the thing. They were even talking about it on TSN about how his breakouts look strong. I'm like, let's not get too excited here, because if we look at the last 10 games, they haven't. But this game alone, they you would swear he was the, yeah. like, if you know, just, he wasn't the most turnovers in the league. Yeah, <laughs> if you look at his, when he's on games like this, where he's, like, in control of the breakout, you can just tell right away without even seeing a breakout just by how he touches the puck. Like, when he's having one of those bad games like he had in Ottawa, he touches the puck. For some reason, the puck's flying over yeah, his stick. Yeah, because he's it's gripping it over. too hard. He's yeah. not like a re- he's not playing with it. He's not, like, comfortable. Yeah. He's just... He's so stiff that it's bouncing yeah, off. And, exactly. like, you can see he's skating the puck out of the zone. He's carrying it. He's shooting. Um, Weber and Sherrod are fine. I haven't seen much, like of note but and even the you know the kulak romanov line like they're not a liability mm-hmm. you know so i mean anyway they're, they're probably gonna drop the puck in a minute or two so we'll head back in but uh we will catch you guys after the game ends okay um nice yeah yeah no complaints i no. mean that's i think this is the uh the turnaround for the Habs here. Yeah, this was the game that has been like building and building and building. This and is the finally uh, we got that relief. This you is know? like the uh, we're due game. Exactly. You know? I mean, so we've got a goal from Byron 
uh, you know, from Jake Evans. That was a great backhand. Um, and then we had another goal from uh, Petrie. Petrie's eighth of the season. Yeah, that, yeah, so put, that, puts, that puts him on, him on, on like an a... eighty-two game on an eighty-two game season. That puts him at thirty goals. That's crazy. That's and it's assisted by Tatar and Gallagher. So both of them get three points tonight. Um, a seven-one win. Carey Price was a nine-sixty-six. Um, yeah, the only thing I'll complain about, because I'm trying to find something to complain about, is don't let Matthew Perot stand in front of the net like that and tuck it in yeah. behind Carey Price. Other than that, that was a flawless and seamless game. Yeah, that was a very good game. That was, I mean, I can't get over that. Here. I can't get over that Petrie goal. Yeah, that was, a, that was one of the nicest shots I've ever Captain, seen. The release on that was just nuts. Okay, so Tatar now has 15 points in 21 games. Well, there you go. And so, 15 points in 21 games... That puts him on an 82-game pace. That's He's back up to 60 points. Yeah, 59. See, so did I not tell you that the other day? Well, no, yeah, of course. On the, on, I think I believe it was a, a week or so ago when Tatar was like basically having a bit of a drought and he was on pace for like 40 mm-hmm. points. You know, we both agreed that I guarantee you within a week or two, he's going to be back in his 60 to 70 point yeah, range. Yeah, no, I guarantee uh, 100%. It, again, it just, it goes with the slump of the team. Like it mm-hmm. just, you know, this Tatar-Deno-Gallagher line is such like, obviously a, you know a vital component of the team and they're the heart of the team that when they're not performing the team does poorly and when the team does poorly they're not performing and then when you put them on the different matchups you know i flopped a little on that i thought it was time to you know commit to the young guys but they're clearly proving me wrong and i'm okay basically eating my own words here um I, I was wrong in that sense, and I, I'm happy to be wrong. Oh, I just I just looked at the Leafs just lost. Oh, that's a that thing. Just, they're up. Oh, to the man, Canucks? Is that nice. Yeah. They're up uh, going into the third. They're up 2-1, and they just lost uh, 4-2. That is just sweet. <laughs> it's always better on a night where we win and they lose. Um, but, yeah, anyway, honestly, like, it's... There's very, very... You'll very rarely find a time where the Habs are successful, and I'm upset. Yeah. So I was completely wrong. I wanted to see Suzuki playing on the first line and Cod Kaniemi on the second. I'm completely okay with this. The way Cod Kaniemi's playing, I think he and Suzuki should be splitting time right now. Yeah, I think the reason I why still you're think... okay with it is because it, it the time is still the gameplay. The time played is still the same. Well, it's that's just the it. matchups. It, the well, matchups that, that's switched. exactly it. And it's also I'm, I forget who said it on. Uh, tsn the other day but it wasn't even talking about the habs they were talking about the carolina hurricanes and this actually like completely snapped me out of it they were talking about svechnikov and how he's had a bit of a slower year and i'm pretty sure it was elliot friedman but he turns around he's like this is a 20 year old kid and i was like in my head i was like oh wait that's both of them like in five years they'll be 25 that's crazy like suzuki will be 26 so like think about a 25 26 year old in the league right now that's like nathan mckinnon yeah. I'm not saying they're going to be Nathan McKinnon, but I'm saying, like, you know, they've got, in in five years, they're going to be in their mid-20s. Like, like, that's a lot of development to be had. Like, these yeah, guys are, yeah. like, yeah. you know, uh, if they didn't live in Montreal or, like, if they didn't play on a Canadian team, they, they still would just barely be allowed to go out drinking with the team. That's crazy. Suzuki, this would be his first year. And, like, it really did snap something in me basically just saying like give them their time like it's it's i fell into the trap that i criticize a lot of teams with of like forcing your first round picks when they're 18 to come play Mm -hmm. and you know i mean looking at lafreniere for example he had a rough start he's now point per game i think in the last six or seven games he's had a seven game point streak so i'm like i was never worried about him but it's just like 
an 18-year-old shouldn't automatically be in the NHL just because you, you took him, you know, in the first round. If that was the case, then, like, every first-round pick would be incredible. Yeah. So, like, I'm I, I'm admitting I was wrong there, but I'm very happy to see, uh, you know, that they're already successful at that age. You know, yeah. Suzuki still so looks like... That's it. And I think, like we've, we've said a million times, I think Suzuki will be the safer bet on which one will develop into the star. But I think Kotkaniemi could be the one to go off randomly. Like, I could see... Very similar, like, a Barkov situation where, like, he randomly has a 90-point season and comes back down to 60. Yeah. Versus, like, I think well, Suzuki... Kof, he has 11 points in 22 games. Well, I there mean, you like, go. It, it's not, you know... It's like we said in our weekly review. I mean, like, it's not... It's not fantastic, no. right? His, his The rate of his progress, but it's it's not worrisome. No, and he's a third-line 20-year-old centerman. Yeah, it's the only... Re- it's like we said last Sunday. It's, like, the only reason why it's, you know, even remotely disappointing is just because we took him where he shouldn't have been taken exactly you know it's he shouldn't have been taken third and you know he's going to be a great centerman but you know as soon as you you pick someone that high there's like an extra tier of expectation that you know you're just not setting the kid up to succeed no that's exactly it so you know that's not his fault he's a fantastic hockey player and he's going to do great for us yeah um it's just we have to kind of remember that you know, we picked him there. That's not necessarily where he was supposed to be picked. Exactly. Um, okay, so that, that basically wraps up what I want to talk about the game. But it is, it is Saturday. Yeah, food time. So food time. Um, you want to tell the people? Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we went for um, DeVille Diner Bar tonight. So this is a, uh, you know, a hometown favorite for us. I feel like we say that every uh, every week. <laughs> it's almost like we pick the local restaurants that we really yeah, like. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But they're uh, located on Stanley downtown. They're uh, right across from Brigade Pizzeria. But this place is like a, you know, a very, uh, well, it's a diner, right? So it's a it's a diner, but it's a it's upscale diner. It's a very find. upscale diner. Yeah. So it's quite a pricey place, and it's uh you know when you guys can go back to you know in restaurants in person when everything opens back up again it's a very very unique restaurant i really recommend going to see it it's a beautiful decor inside it's like you know you feel like you're in the in the 70s but you know everything's just super modern and yeah i love that we went there like for, a modern we went there for new year's one year didn't we? we went for new year's we went for you know birthdays, a couple birthdays here and there yeah. it's a nice place also where you can you know, you don't have to get, you know, it's, it's not like it's black tie or anything, but you can dress a little nicer, but you're still getting like, like it, we said, like diner food, but it's not like greasy, gross diner food. It's, it's like very nice. It just, yeah, it's, it's just good well taste done, yeah. and it's well done. So what'd you get? Um, I got the black label burger. So that I, I have it here. Cause I actually had to go look up exactly what was in it, but it's got a panko coated Gouda cheese, like fried brick in it. So instead of like the cheese melted on, you get essentially like a big like fried cheese stick in there. Um, it looks like a hash brown. Basically, cheese. yeah. And then you get um, a different kind of cheese actually on the burger, just aged cheddar, um, forest bacon, uh, black forest bacon, and there's a bone marrow mayo on it. So, I mean, that was I I don't even know. It's so just like bone marrow mar- mayo is what we like. You know what it's we that, mean by it's like that it's step not, up. It's yeah. that step up. Like that's not what you're getting at like a uh, diner. No, you're on. getting Cool Whip with some pepper in it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's honestly that it was so good, and it's also just like I like their creativity. You don't really see a lot of their stuff anywhere else. Yeah. Um. Get appetizers. 
Uh, did yeah we did i forget what we got yeah um, we got uh so they have these wow, mac and a, cheese wontons. a couple hours ago and i can't even remember <laughs> <laughs> uh they're mac and cheese wontons so oh, right 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 these yeah. are uh like wontons and they're stuffed with mac and cheese and it's jesus are they good they come with marinara sauce yeah um then i went for the uh screaming korean sandwich which is basically this and now we're uh, canceled. Now we're canceled. <laughs> this is this uh, large fried chicken sandwich. So it's Korean fried chicken between two brioche buns. It's got uh, kimchi in there. Um, some very s- aromatic kimchi. Yeah, very aromatic. <laughs> uh, spicy mayonnaise, uh, bacon, some avocado, and uh, you got to go with their French fries. And like I said, the mac and cheese wonton. So I'm going to give the... Um, I'm going to give Well, my... actually, before you, before you do, let's go give two separate ratings here let's give a rating for the appetizers and then our mains okay so, so what the, would you do for the appetizers the appetizer i'm giving an eight that's exactly where i lined yeah. up yeah so i'm giving it an eight just because it's 10 on 10 delicious um it's just there's nowhere to go with it i mean yeah. like it, it, it's definitely get it guys like 100 percent. it's it's absolutely delicious it's but just it's it's done. Like, you don't need yeah, to it's add kinda, it's kind of like a grilled cheese it's kind of like what you know it, it's fantastic yeah. but like you can't really give a grilled cheese 10 on 10 just because like it's grilled cheese. It's a grilled cheese. <laughs> no, right? exactly. That's a, so. that's how I felt. I also was gonna say like I like everything about it except I wasn't crazy about the marinara sauce. But that's not against them. Like I just don't particularly love when we get like mozzarella sticks and all those things. Like I don't love marinara yeah, sauce anyway. I'm just one of those people that like, and I I hope most people are like this. But when when a restaurant sends you the the hors d'oeuvres or the entrees or anything with specific dipping sauces like i can't not try them Mm because it's like i'm not the one who put this menu together like they know what goes with it so i just tried it anyway so that's where i kind of took off points was just like i'm not a big fan of marinara and it is basically like you you know if they put something in with the mac and cheese i'm sure it'd be good but it's just it's again it's an eight on ten is a great score yeah so uh for the screaming korean i'm going with a 9.5 on 10 i think that's one of my highest ratings so far this season yeah um you know this sandwich is just like there's nothing i'd change about it like we ordered on uber eats um you know and just the the professionalism in the packing packaging alone okay like they ensure that nothing gets soggy just to the point where it's like you know they just think of you mm-hmm. like i just feel like i'm taken care of yeah you know and like um you know so it's not soggy at all perfect amount of spice like it's called a scream in korean but they know that they're not like you know in korea so like they they tone down the spice a little bit um i'm really not great with spice and it was just a perfect level for me uh they put everything on the side too so you can add as much as you want um you know the chicken was cooked perfectly it wasn't greasy uh, really crispy uh, on the outside, just really, really well done. Perfect. Um, you know, I'm I'm close behind you. I'm giving mine a nine. Um, I t- uh, the only place I was able to take off any points in my head, and I really tried to be strict because it was basically like I loved everything about the meal. Was just like I found the fries a little plain. Uh, it wasn't crazy, so I just took off a point there. Other than that, everything you said, I completely agree with. Completely yeah, that's, that's basically where my point five came. Okay, off. so if you took off a half point. Yeah, and... it, it there's a problem with fries in general, in the sense that I always compare them to Chalet Barbecue. Exactly. Yeah. And Chalet Barbecue, which we'll review probably next week, guys. Yeah. But this place is like I'm sure they would win best fry in the world. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's, it's just, just something insane. about what they do. I don't right? know what the hell they I do. I feel like they have almost like, you know how like when you make sourdough bread, you have a, like a starter that like 
families like pass it down generation to generation i feel like they have like an oil starter where it's like the same oil over and over again the thing with fries is though is that it's so simple that like i I don't know how people haven't caught on like it's not like it's like a like a ratatouille or something like that like it's you 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 put potatoes in boiling oil yeah, well they do it better yeah so, so it's like yeah. i i will say this just i i wanted to mention this so uh in our very first um restaurant rating we did marathons right um <laughs> i i got like again we like we won't we won't get into the details but i got i got very very food poisoned and i mustered up the strength the other day to try it again and like my stomach was killing me again and like <laughs> i couldn't go i can't like have possibly this, hold on this was the this was the uh you know it wasn't a, it wasn't a professional review but we mentioned that jesse went for this last yeah. week and that the fact that he took his pita and with two fingers he squeegeed out the suvlaki the tzatziki because they literally put so much on there. I, I like, really tried. You couldn't even see the pita. Like, honestly, and you even know, it's like, I, I had ordered it again, not just, like, a, like against, like, maybe it got there and the smell, like, gave me, like, PTSD. But, like, I also wanted to give them that chance I could shout it out again and be like, it was a flu. Cause it was like, but, like, it really upset my stomach again. Like, I, <laughs> I understand that, like... Like when you when you break it down, it's like chicken with yogurt on it. <laughs> <laughs> Savory yogurt, basically. But, but like, like, it really hurt my stomach again. Yeah, so maybe just, it might just be the delivery thing with them. Like it might just like souvlaki well, well, and tzatziki might you, not you, sit well in a you, car. You 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 threw up in a diarrhea for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> no no no. But my point is there is to that... quote a friend of ours. <laughs> <laughs> I was throwing up out the back end. <laughs> no no. But my point is there is that like. It couldn't have been the delivery because, I like, know. what? It gets sweaty in there. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm no, no, but no, no, but I'm, <laughs> I'm be no, but I'm saying it's like you got poisoned with bacteria. I it's know. like there was something wrong at the kitchen. I know. It wasn't the delivery. But my point is, though, is that, you know, Greek food in general is really, really not the one you want to get sick with. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, you're, tzatziki, tell- you're telling me <laughs> tzatziki one way is gross. Okay. The other way it's even worse. Yeah. So like you know, and when you, when it smells in your apartment for five days after, yeah, and uh, and I'll I'll just say it like this, just because obviously, how would they know? Um, I've never seen Rob so happy to have an apartment with two bathrooms. <laughs> like he'll he'll check in on me, but I know for a fact, like he he like thanks God every morning that we each have a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so Deville Diner Bar, fantastic place. Really yeah. go check them out. They're on Stanley downtown. Yeah. So we um, we said it was eight for the mac and cheese. You gave it a nine and a half, and I gave it a nine. So I mean that's nine point two five for the meals and an eight average for the hors d'oeuvres. So I mean, it's just gonna it's just a high rating yeah, overall. So all all in total, that's an eight point eight three. There you go. Um, you know. That's making the order the appetizer equal, uh, equal the weight yeah, to the which is probably not uh, which is probably not just because you know it just in sheer like That's size some of weird meal. actuarial math of like yeah. how much of an hors d'oeuvre equals a meal. But yeah, just to keep it simple, we'll just kind of weigh it evenly yeah, and uh, say it's an eight point eight. You know, really solid place. Um, really recommend going there. They they got some really interesting stuff going. Um, you know, we took probably two of the least interesting meals they have. They got yeah. like really good like lamb shanks with with mac and cheese and a lot of stuff i want to try out there so yeah go give them a uh go give them a visit and you know order some food for the next game we got a big game coming up against vancouver um we'll catch you guys sunday thank you for listening to the habs puck drop podcast you can email us your thoughts questions and suggestions 
through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time. Thank you.